Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I want to welcome you back to the Right Wing Vegan Podcast. Also want to get some of the plugs, some bidness out of the way. If you like the show, please comment, like, subscribe, do all of the things. Also share the show with someone you know. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate all the support that we have been getting lately. It's been great. Even have a couple of questions from some listeners that I can't wait to get to. I don't know if I'll get to one today. I will try because they're interesting questions that I've put some thought into. And I really do think they're important topics that I, I want to discuss on the show at some time. Um, but I want to give them the the credit that you they deserve. So if you've emailed the show or if you've DM'd me on Twitter, which is the best place to send me messages, just direct message me right on Twitter at veganwing. Uh, then I, I will respond to your questions. We got questions a little while ago, and I just haven't been checking the email because, quite frankly, I've been locked out of the email for a little while. That's full disclosure. Couldn't Just couldn't remember the password. I'm fallible. Look, I'll admit when I'm fallible, and I'm fallible, okay? I'm bad with passwords. So, anyways, welcome to the show, guys. We've got a lot going on. We are we're eight days away from the presidential election, and without being hyperbolic, because this will sound like hyperbole, but I do think this is the most important election of our lifetime. Now, full disclosure, I thought that the 2008 was the most important election of our lifetime, and I was wrong. But this one, I think, is because there's so much on the line, a lot more than just Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. It's two ideologies that are batting heads. And, you know... It's really the leftists versus the world. That's how I kind of look at this is you've got the leftists, leftists. I say that, you know, they are not liberals. Okay. Liberals are not leftists. They are two separate things. And you've got the leftists taking on the rest of the world. They're trying to push their ideology onto us. And the question is that will be answered on November 3rd of the subsequent days. Do we as a society, do we as a, do we as a society let them do this? Do we let them win? And that's the question that's going to be answered. That is up. That is what is up for grabs. Society is up for grabs. And the question is, do we let these leftists win? Um, I want to give you an example of what is in your future if we do allow this to happen on November 3rd. Over the weekend, reporting was the Daily Wire. Rioters attack Jews for Trump convoy in New York City pelt cars with objects. Now, some are going to say, yeah, it's not because they're Jewish. It's because they're Trump supporters. But I will I will engage in this conversation a little bit. So I've seen a lot of videos, as I'm sure you guys have. A lot of images um, on Twitter and a lot of stories about Trump parades, Trump convoys, you know, uh, Trump marches uh, breaking out all across the country. In most cases... In a majority of the cases, there are some left-wing agitators at these events, but they typically go on without a hitch, for the, for the most part. However, when I saw this story of what happened in New York over the weekend, I, I couldn't help but notice this one was a little different. So these people, who were, who were just another pro-Trump group, just celebrating, doing a little parade... I, well, you know, this is typical, except there was one thing different about these folks. These folks were Jewish. 
And what were they met with? They were met with resistance. They were met with rock throwing. They were met with name calling. The cars were blocked by counter protesters. Some, some drivers got out of their cars to confront the anti-Trump group. Uh, you know, and, and these cars were attacked. These people were attacked. Journalist Andy No, the great Andy No, um, you know, reported on, on what, what had happened here. But I think what is super important to note is this was different and I can't help but wonder. I honestly can't help but wonder. And I'm not trying to light any fires or throw gasoline on anything, but I can't help but wonder, was this different because these folks were Jewish? You know, we're constantly led to believe that African Americans are looked upon as less than white folks. And I think that's true, but I think it's the the intersectionalists that are doing it. It's the left who constantly says that white people are in a position of power and privilege over black people. They are the ones who are looking down on black people. Normal people don't feel this way. I will, however, say that anti-Semitism in this country is on the rise. And I've seen example after example after example of it, particularly in New York City. And this right here, this Trump convoy, was, was uh, approached with hate and anger. People were attacked. And I don't think it's a coincidence that these folks were Jewish. I think that one trait of the left in this country, particularly the far left, if you want, what is far left anymore? What is far right anymore? I don't even know the answer to that question. But what I will, in my mind, say when I envision the far left, these leftists are anti-Semitists. They're anti-Semitic. They are Muslim loving. And I don't say that in a negative way. I, I, you know, hey, if you're a practicing Muslim and you don't harm anybody else, more power to you. But the, they, they are Palestine, Palestinian sympathizers who hate Israel and hate Jews. That is the left. That The, the majority of leftists that I hear from speak ill of Jewish people. I'm sorry. It is whether they realize they're doing it or not, they're doing it. And it's not the same thing as implicit bias because you think that black people, you know, whatever. This is straight up saying very, very hateful, hurtful things to Jewish people, throwing rocks at them. Even the governor of New York, Cuomo, who, who on his little daily briefings constantly badmouths Hasidic Jewish folks. There's like a police state in New York where they're actually trying to lock down Hasidic Jews. They're targeting them. For sure they're targeting them. Multiple people have said that they've noticed this. De Blasio, Cuomo, they're targeting Hasidic Jews. You know, I constantly hear the left refer to Donald Trump as Hitler. But boy, if anything feels like Hitler to me, it's rounding up Jewish people and forcing them to stay in buildings. Throwing rocks at Jewish people. That sure feels a lot like Hitler. To me. I just found this story interesting because to me it's part of a trend that I'm noticing. I am noticing so much anti-Semitism and I can't help but wonder why. Why is that? I'll let you come to the conclusion as to, as to why. 
Is it anti-religion in general? Is it an anti-religious bias in general? Because we know the left hates religion. And we know that the left hates folks who practice religion. We certainly see that. The left sees religion and religious entities and individuals who practice religions as their enemy. As their enemy. And... I don't know why. I mean, I guess, you know, their ideology does kind of spit in the face of religious ideology. So I guess I get that, but it's getting pretty bad. It's getting pretty bad. All right. So I want to talk about something else. I just wanted to touch on that because I I just found that interesting. I want to know if anybody else has noticed that message me, direct message me at vegan wing or tweet me on anything you see. We're going to keep an eye on it on this show. And we're going to keep talking about it. So last, so today is the day, folks. Today is the day we will be confirming ACB, the great, the notorious Amy Coney Barrett will be confirmed today by the Senate. And Donald Trump is, is sparing no, he's not waiting. They're going to do the White House to host a swearing in event tonight for Amy Coney Barrett. There's no reason to expect that she won't be confirmed. But uh, they're going to do an event at the White House tonight to celebrate it. I think it's great. This is a great day for America, folks. If Amy Coney Barrett gets confirmed, this is a great day for America. She is more than qualified. When you listen to her speak at the confirmation hearings, she's eloquent. She knows the law. She went in there with no notes. No notes. She didn't need them. Everything was in her head. And she was stunning. Um I honestly was so impressed with her after those the, those hearings. I, I'd vote for her for president, to be honest with you. I was incredibly, incredibly impressed. She seems very, very knowledgeable. She seems like she's going to be a by-the-constitution judge. And that, that's what we need. That's what we need. We don't need our justices creating laws from the bench. That's not their job. That's not what they're there for. Interpret the law based upon the Constitution. Using the Constitution as a reference is a guiding light for you. Interpret the law. And believe me, after seeing some of the decisions coming from Roberts, that is what we need in there. We need some constitutional blood in the the Supreme Court. And what a pivotal, pivotal time for this confirmation to happen as we go into Election Day. And there is a possibility... Now, in my mind, I hope there isn't because I hope Trump landslides. There is a possibility that this goes to the Supreme Court because a lot of these challenges that we see in states about balloting, about early voting, about signature verification, these are all so important, these cases. And these legal decisions could determine the election. They really, really could. So it's important that we have an odd number of justices so that a decision can be rendered. We don't want a stalemate. We really, really don't. I promise you. Everything needs to be clear. The decision needs to be made. It needs to be clear. Yes, there will be fallout from a decision. There will be fallout regardless of what direction this election goes. I promise you. The same people who are going to protest if Trump wins will protest if he loses. Either way. You're going to see protest. You're going to see rioting. You're going to see looting after the election. I just hope that our our law enforcement officials, I hope that our governors, our mayors, and the president himself, the federal government, are ready to stamp these riots out. Because unrest is unacceptable. Civil disobedience 
Okay, maybe. Civil unrest, unacceptable. Unacceptable. We've had a year of civil unrest, and I, for one, am sick of it. So I'm ready for it all to be over. Alternatively, I'm frightened of the election because I know what what is at stake. Now, when I think of common sense, when I apply common sense, I can't think of a way that Joe Biden wins. But I also know that the United States of America as a collective entity does not tend to apply common sense. I think Joe Biden, I heard this and I don't know if it's true, but I, if it is true, it's embarrassing for him. I think that he caught a lid basically until election day. Now, if that's true, how in the world could Joe Biden win the election? He's not even campaigning. He's spent most of this, his campaign in his basement. I mean, once we got past primary season, Joe Biden spent most of the general election cycle in his basement. If you believe the polls, which I don't know how you could believe the polls at this point. The polls are saying there's a 13-point swing in Montana away from Trump. How can you believe that? What has Trump done? Let me ask you this. So Trump ran in 2016, and he got all this support. In the last four years, what has Trump done to lose that support? I can't think of anything. The only thing I can think of is he's he's shored up that support by actually keeping the promises that he made, something that we are not used to in our politicians. So no, I don't believe the polls. I do think the polls are wrong. The ultimate question is how wrong? And that's what we're going to find out at election day. Now there is evidence, and I hate to reference a poll when I just knocked the poll, but if you look at like Trafalgar Group, those polls are completely different than what some of the other polls are. Rasmussen's a little different. And then you got people like Nate Silver, who's out there criticizing those polls, saying, oh, those are those are shell polls. But you're telling me CNN isn't a shell poll? Well, I'm going to have a hard time believing that. What reason do I have to believe that the Trafalgar Group's polls are any worse or better than any other poll that I've seen out there? I have no reason to believe that. There, the Trafalgar Group is no bigger or lesser of a shill than CNN. CNN is a huge shill for the Democratic Party. You ever seen Brian Stelter's show? They call that crap news. They call Don Lemon news. Chris Cuomo. If these are if this is news, then then what's opinion? But I don't believe the polls. So we don't know where we stand. That's ultimately where I'm going with this conversation is we don't know where we stand right now. I think the eye test would tell you that Trump is up. You know, when I see the parades and the the marches and the rallies, the enthusiasm but the media is doing everything it can to make us feel dejected. They're doing everything they can to make us feel like Joe Biden is up so big that it doesn't matter. We shouldn't even go out and vote. That's what they're trying to do. I just don't know if it'll work, and I hope it doesn't. I hope everyone goes and votes. That's what that's ultimately the key is we don't know where we're at in this election. Let's respond as if we're losing and let's get out there and vote. I voted over the weekend. Full disclosure, I voted over the weekend. I voted for Donald J. Trump, and I was very proud to do so. 
Very proud. I'm not going to say that I voted Republican down ticket. I didn't. I didn't. There are some local races where there are Democrats running that I think are going to do a better job. A better job. Where I live is very heavy Republican, and we have a very heavy Republican establishment. And, you know, full, to be completely honest with you and open, you know, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Things are great here in this county. I just think that the the individual that they're running for one of our local offices that's a Republican is a, is a scumbag. I have every reason to believe it. I recently was involved in a campaign managing it. And I met this individual and he he's a scumbag. So I, I voted against him. I voted for the Democrat. The Democrat alternatively in that race is a very genuinely nice guy. He has a lot of ideas that are more conservative. And I why not give him a chance? The great thing in these elections is you can always vote somebody out if you don't if you don't like what they do. So why not give him a chance? But I did vote Donald Trump and I was very proud to do so, and I hope you will do the same. I really do. Um, I really, really do because a, a, here's some interesting information that I, I saw this morning from town hall town hall reports. This, this is a, a new poll shows growing support for socialism in the United States. Wow. So the victims of communism Memorial foundation, their fifth annual poll and U S attitudes towards socialism, communism, and collectivism. And it was a little shocking when you see the results. Um, each year, respondents, uh, and they, they try and get a snapshot that represents the, the American populace in totality. Um, so they, they do a little bit of diversity in their, in their snapshot. But 40% of respondents across all ages, this is important, across all ages view socialism favorably. That is up from 36% in 2019. That is a 4% shift towards socialism. Now, if that doesn't scare you, I don't know if I can I can report anything that will. Resentment towards wealth creators has grown. 68% of respondents believe top earners, specifically those in the highest income brackets, aren't paying their fair share. 49% believe upending our economic system must be done. For, hold on, time out. 49% believe that upending our economic system must be done to address its shortcomings. What? How about this? 33% of the polls respondents said the sitting American president is a bigger threat to world peace than China's Xi Jinping. I can never say names. Sorry. Kim Jong-un, Venezuela's Nicolas Maduro, and Russia's Vladimir Putin. 33% of people think that Donald Trump is more of a threat than Xi Jinping, Kim Jong-un, Nicolas Maduro, and Vladimir Putin. That is Patently absurd. You know where a lot of this is coming from? Young people. 49% of Gen Z favor socialism. That's up from 40% in 2019. Marxism is also positively regarded by Gen Z with 30% favorability. Up 6 points from last year's 24%. Millennials, however, have a less favorable view of it 27 percent. that's down from 36 percent in 2019 
51% of Gen Z respondents said America is an irredeemable nation. Wow. Wow. That is insane. That is insane. You know what we have to blame for this? School. Education. Entertainment. The youth can't think for themselves. We know this. You've been a young person. You know how impressionable you've been. It's challenging for a young person to develop, you know, a line of thought themselves. They are influenced by their teachers, by their peers, by entertainment, and by their parents. Now, we know this. We're adults. At least I assume you're an adult if you're listening to this show. If you're a teenager and you're listening to this show, good for you. Good for you. But what kids just aren't really capable of doing is critical thinking. Your brain develops. And and when you're a teenager, you're developing your brain, right? You're developing your ability to think critically. And that's why you, you see something or, you know, Christina Aguilera comes. I don't even know if she's a good example anymore. Uh, who? I don't know. Uh, Cardi B. Cardi B comes out and says something. Now, Cardi B, clearly not the smartest person in the room. Clearly also not capable of critical thinking. And, but you hear Cardi B and you're, you're a 13 year old and you think, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You don't think through the ramifications of those choices. You don't think through the weirdness of the fact that this wealthy person who has certainly benefited greatly from capitalism is telling you how bad it is. You don't think that's weird. But this is dangerous. This is, listen, to, to my, to my boomers, to my millennials, I will say this, wake up guys, because your kids are being brainwashed to think socialism and Marxism are good. You need to put a stop to that. These are your kids. You put a stop to that. I will put a stop to that. I've often talked about how I want school reform. How I want to defund teachers unions. I want to get these teachers out. And to be honest, I want to defund public schools until they stop teaching this stuff. We need to start putting some caveats on the funding that we give these schools. You as parents need to start asking about curriculum. You need to start observing what your kids are learning because they're turning your kids into soldiers. I know this all sounds conspiratorial. I know this sounds weird, but there's a poll to prove this. Where, where else would your kids learn that socialism is great? They would learn it from Cardi B and they would learn it from school. Watch who your kids hang out with, man. Just pay attention to your damn kids. That's all I'm asking. Let's be good parents here. Let's make sure that our kids are not getting indoctrinated. How about that? If you love this country, if you care about this country, if you've been prosperous in this country, you have an obligation to make sure that your children understand American exceptionalism. You do. Now, I made it through school conservative, oddly. But I had liberal teachers. 
when I was in college, the first time I was in college, I spent 90% of my day arguing my conservative values because teachers would instigate these fights. They would basically line up all of the liberal kids and have them come at me. And then I, being the only conservative in the room, of course, had to stand there and defend my values, constantly just being attacked. Boom, 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 boom. Why do you support Israel? Boom, 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 boom. Why do you support George Bush? Why are you pro-life? Just constantly. So your kids are being indoctrinated right under your nose. And because of it, the country is going to be in ruins. Really? I mean, is it unrealistic to think that someone like AOC could be president in the next 20 years? No, of course it's not. Of course it's not. I don't support the tribalism that's going on, but I also think that when I see a poll like that, that tells me that socialism is growing in favorability, my concern needs to be a lot higher. And when I see that it's Gen Zers and below who are the ones who support this the most, that concerns me greatly. That is a fail failure on our public education system. It's a failure in our entertainment industry and, and honestly, industry, and it's a failure amongst conservatives who have ceded ground in the culture war so much that the left owns everything. They own everything. We focused so much on elections that we ceded ground in entertainment. We ceded ground in the culture war. Now religion is taboo. Now being pro-life is taboo. Being conservative is taboo. And now thinking capitalism is a good idea and being a patriot is taboo. And why is that? That is because we ceded too much ground in the cultural war. It might be too late to take it back. The only way we can take it back is by reelecting Donald Trump, because Donald Trump has the balls to say, I'm not passing a bill that gives funding to Hollywood. We need to defund Hollywood. We need to defund these education, the public education. We need to hold these dollars over their head. And we need to say, hey, we're the American people. It's our dollars that are funding these institutions. You need to tell me why I should give you my money. We need a cultural revolution in this country, and it needs to come from the right. We need to take back these cultural institutions that we have ceded to the left, because if we don't, we will not see the America that we love in the next 20 years. I know this is a critically important election because I think they're going to change the rules if they win. And I think they're going to shape it so that Republicans have a much, much harder chance of winning in the future. But I'm telling you right now, the step one, win this election. Step two, start fighting back. I don't mean picking up guns. I don't mean going out there and causing a ruckus. Start fighting back culturally ideology with your ideology and just start getting back some of that ground that we've ceded to the left. I wanted to talk about this Tampax ad that went out. It, it got me added to some sort of transphobic bigots list on Twitter, which is really kind of funny, but the ad basically insinuates that every, I, I'm not going to talk about it in great length because I've gone over my time, but it basically just says that men, have periods too. It's a real stupid article. It's real. It's really just slap science in the face. And I just think it's funny how the left wants you to be the, they want you to believe science unless the science goes against what they're saying. And then it's, it's, it's a bunch of bull crap. So anyways, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. I'll get to reader questions at some point this week. And I'm sure we'll have a lot more to discuss as the week goes on. We are still in October. Many surprises I'm sure are bound 
the Hunter Biden scandal is probably going to blow up at some point. So we'll just keep going, guys. We'll just keep going until we get to Election Day. Uh, I want to thank you guys very, very much for listening. I really do. And um, we will talk to you guys tomorrow.